Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Jennifer Marita. Jennifer is a financial advisor and certified divorce financial analyst at the Trinell Financial Group. Over her 20-year financial career, she was a retail vice president of First Security Bank and a premier banker at BMO Harris. When Jennifer went through a divorce, she was a financial executive and still made many, many mistakes that took years to overcome. Now she is on a mission to empower people that are going through divorce by helping them gain clarity and control over their finances. No matter how financially savvy you are, surrounding yourself with a team will generate the best results. And I had the pleasure of meeting Jennifer at uh, an event that we both attended in early December. And as soon as I heard what she was doing, I was like, oh, We must have you on the show. So welcome, Jennifer. I'm so excited to have you today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, I love what you bring to the table, and I love that you are committed to helping others, especially as a result of your own journey. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to have you take our listeners kind of back to your divorce process and some of the things that you discovered, even as a financial executive, that you maybe didn't know that you didn't know that got you into trouble. Of course. I think when we look from the outside in, right, we can always say, oh, why wouldn't you know this? And when I was going and working in finance before I got divorced, I think I would have been the same way. They, well, this is really obvious. Like, why, why are you missing these decisions? Or somebody would say, I wish I would have known that. I'll say, well, why didn't you know that? And then I found myself going through my own divorce process. And I had three little kids at home. They were six and under. They were all 18 months apart. And my husband at the time was a pilot. So he was gone quite a bit and found myself having to go through a divorce. And I like to say that I was confident to a fault. I was a financial executive, so I had my own career and I I did all the bills so I could support myself. I didn't need anything from him. And I didn't think of it as, I thought of it as him and me, not that these are marital assets together. So I think when you're going, I know when you're going through this emotional process of a divorce, you have blinders. You can only see so much of your own situation. So I'm going through and I thought I had it all together. I was making the right decisions. I didn't need his 401k. I didn't need any equity out of the house. I was going to do this on my own, get my own place, and I'm going to support myself. So all through that, I'm sure the lawyers told me, 
gave me advice on not to do certain things, but again, independent to a fault. And afterwards I was like, okay, I'm killing it as a mom. I'm killing it in my career. And I was at my, one of my son's kindergarten events and it was a mother's day event, you know, those events. And then they have all those cute little, uh, surveys up saying, what's your mom's favorite food? What's your mother's favorite color? And then what do you love most about your mom? So going through reading everybody's and I knew the people in the community and I get to my sons, I'm reading mine, you know, sushi. And I saw other people's that the things were, uh, my mom tucks me in at night. My mom plays at the park with me. And then I get to mine and I was very excited. And I read, my mom's doing the best she can. So at that moment, I was just kind of floored that my children realized it was impacting my children. It was impacting probably my career and I was too blinded by it. So the financial choices I made of me having to not have the marital assets that were my right to have that I gave up was impacting me financially that I wasn't able to concentrate on my children. I wasn't able to have the life that I should have had, had I known better. And then I realized that that's what all my other clients were going through. And I needed to make a change. And I already had my series seven license. I was already, you know, being an advisor and working as an executive that I can make a big difference to women going through divorce. And maybe they are financially savvy. Maybe that wasn't their role in the marriage, but I was going to make a difference and help people and change the way divorce happens. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. Well, you know, part of what I hear, like the underpinning of the decisions was you were sort of coming from your inner three-year-old. I do it myself, right? You could say that. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I do it myself. Yes. I was not going to listen and I I, I don't need anybody. I can do this myself. Yeah. 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 So Mm -hmm. I want to just really underscore that for our listeners because that's really a trauma response. That's really a trauma response. And it's a trauma response that in your case perpetuated and contributed to longer, like a longer period of trauma Mm -hmm. than you might have had, you know, if you had made different choices in terms of both the financial choices, as well as in terms of listening to the advisors that you actually had around you. So Let's talk about, like, I had never heard of this idea of the divorce financial analyst. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that process? Like, obviously, your own divorce created this awareness in you that people could actually use help. But where did this whole certified divorce financial analyst thing come from? That's something that is new to me. I had never heard of it before. You are one. So can you talk a little bit about that and what that actually both the process of deciding to become one, as well as how you actually help people as a certified divorce financial analyst. So of course, started searching and knowing that, okay, so to get my reach out so people will know what I can do and how I can help them, you kind of have to have those letters behind your name. So I did my search and found that there is the certified divorce financial analyst It's through a company certification program called the IDFA, Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts. And there is, so you have to be a professional. So to get this license, it is very strict to get the certification. You have to have five years in the industry of being either a family law attorney, being a CPA, or being a financial advisor, or a therapist. 
And then, yeah, so five years in the industry, which is awesome. So you have to have that professional background. And then you take a four-part test. So it can take as long as, you know, short as a year, I think between studying to a year and a half, and you take four tests, really detailed in tax law around divorce, finances around divorce, planning around the house, pension plans, retirement plans. So anything to do with finance and divorce, this covers. And then the last test are fun case studies that you go through four cases and you, you know, answer the questions correctly for, did you help these people? And did you get the answers right? Do you know what you're doing? So that's the test that happened. And then you get your license and helping people. So then it's getting out there. So you asked how, so that's how you get your license, but that only does so much good. You have to let people know this is out there. Because if I came to you as you've gone through your own divorces, knowing you say, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I'm going to go to the divorce attorney. So it was educating and talking to different professionals and centers of influence saying, hey, we have another way that we can help people really understand and be financially secure after divorce. As a certified divorce financial analyst, I have a proven process of tools in a workbook that I give my clients, but tools to really help them organize. So it goes into it. You know, I, I talk about the four things that I wish I knew going through divorce, and this is part of it because everybody I talk to says, I wish I would have had you as I went through my divorce. I didn't even know this existed. So educating the community and educating and getting out on, on podcasts like this to tell people, hey, we can understand your options in divorce because once that paper signed, there's no going back. You have to live with that for a very long time. And let's understand the options that put you in control. So the first part that I look at is really, I call it, can I get divorced? So if you think about it, when you're living your life together and you're married, you're just kind of going along. Some people are really good at finances, maybe one or the other, but some couples just earn their income. They're doing really well. They have their savings goal, but they're just going along. They really don't understand their foundation. So when you're going through a divorce, all of a sudden, maybe one person really just wasn't that their role wasn't doing the finances. So we sit there and we look at what is your current situation? What's your current lifestyle? What are your spending habits? What is your debt? What is your actual debt? And mapping it out in an easy spreadsheet so they can see what all the difference, what are their retirement plans? And they know exactly what their current base foundation financial picture is, hopefully before they step in the lawyer's office, because then they come in with a plan and they have, they're in the seat, the driver's seat, not the other way around. Beautiful. So what I'm hearing there is for anybody who's listening, like the ideal time to sit down with a certified divorce financial analyst is before you even start to file or get to the attorney's office where you've basically already made the decision that you're going to file for divorce mm-hmm. and you want to have clarity on the financial aspects of where you stand and what you are entitled to and what your blind spots are. Is that what I'm hearing? Did I hear that correctly? Exactly right. I have people come to me that they've wanted to, they were in a bad situation, uh, abusive situation, mm-hmm. and they don't know what it looks like. They don't, they're, they're too busy working or raising their children. And they're so scared that they don't know what that future looks like, that they don't know if they can get divorced. Mm-hmm. And 
that's when you can really open up and say, and maybe they don't, maybe, maybe they realize like, Hey, I can make this work, but sometimes they need to get out of that situation. And you can lay that roadmap down and say, Hey, yes, this is what your income is going to look like. This is for how many years these are assets you're going to have. Gray divorce is a huge, that's where the numbers are increasing and the rise of divorce is in gray divorce, which means that you're 50 year over getting a divorce. So now when you think of that, that time is critical because you only have so much time until retirement that every decision is an important decision. It needs to be informed on the financial pieces of it. Beautiful. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. We're already at the break. It comes so quickly. But when we come back on the other side, we're going to let people know how they can find out more about you. And we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the four things you wish uh, you knew. And right now, though, we are going to take a break. So Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help if you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air. Definitely consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. And we'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and especially colleagues who are in the process of thinking about divorce for today's episode, for sure, uh, know about the show and certainly about this episode so that we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We have uh, recently found out that we are in the top 1% of all podcasts across all categories all over the world from Listen Notes. So that's pretty exciting. And we want to shout out today to our listeners in Illinois, where Jennifer is. And also to our listeners in the Bahamas, which maybe is the place you want to go after your divorce, and (laughs) the Czech Republic. And we will be right back with Jennifer Marita. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Jennifer Marita. You can find out more about Jennifer and about Trinell Financial Group and about what they can do to help you around planning for your divorce on the financial side of things by going to the trinellfinancialgroup.com. And we'll have that for you in the show notes. When you get there, there should be a button on the site about divorce financial planning. Push the magic button and access all of the resources that they have, including a checklist So uh, let's talk, Jennifer, about some of those resources. Like what is there for our listeners when they go over to the TrinellFinancialGroup.com and click the magic divorce financial planning button? It's a magic button. And what the main thing with everything is staying organized. 
and keeping your goals and thought process in place. So the tools that are on our website are to help you stay organized. So you're going to have, uh, during the divorce, you're gonna have a place that you can list your assets, organize your finances, and also household inventory. Because now all of a sudden you're taking one house to two, and even though you don't think you need a hammer or you don't need the extra towels, I'll do both sides of the sexes, you do. And what is your inventory and how do you split that up? So we want to make it very easy and organized for our clients to, or you know, people that look at our site. We want to give those resources out to people to help people going through divorce. And then the after divorce checklist, which is I'm the one person as a certified divorce financial analyst that goes from beginning to end, or sometimes the lawyers will refer to me a lot. I have a lot of great referring lawyers, so it's middle to end, um, but I'm there for a long time. I'm there to answer questions after the divorce is final, and it's all included in the service that I provide. So that after divorce checklist just keeps everything organized because it's emotional and you're tired. And when the divorce is final, and I know personally, you want to put your head back in the sand and say, just leave me alone. I'm tired. I'm going to think about this later. And later can be a year. And then all of a sudden deadlines are missed. So it's just very important to stick to a deadline. And that's the tools that we provide is to help people just make sure they're not missing anything. Beautiful. Well, I I want to talk about that emotional piece because, you know, what you are offering here is very, very practical support, very practical structures, which ultimately at the end of the day, when you have the practical structures and support in place, it actually allows your central nervous system to relax so that you can process the emotional stuff. But when you're in an emotion, I mean, for me, my first divorce was incredibly difficult, incredibly challenging, incredibly emotional. I mean, my own stuff was, you know, first it was like, I made a vow till death do us part. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't dying. I wasn't dying. Yeah. If you take it seriously. Yeah. I had to get over that first. And then, you know, from there, things just spiraled into, to just a lot of emotional drama and trauma. And so, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to have you speak just a little bit about not only how your tools and your checklists and your resources are providing this support structure for uh, the people you're helping, but, you know, how do you navigate the emotional side of these things? Like, how do you help them navigate that part? Emotions are high, right? And the one thing emotions and anxiety is high about is money. And can I live after divorce? What's the right team? What's the right team building? You know, you, you think about emotions. You should never make big decisions when you're emotional. I mean, that that's just number one rule. And now somebody asks you for a divorce. I have high-end executives. They're working. They're working women. And they have kids. And all of a sudden, they're asked for a divorce. Everything doesn't just stop. So now their emotions are high and they are forced to make decisions financially for the rest of their lives or till their kids are 18. But really, honestly, it's the rest of their lives. They don't have a choice but to be really emotional and make these decisions during this time. And I find I find when they come into my office, they are tensed up. They are they could be crying. They're worried. And we I, I have a great way of relating to people, but a great way of just explaining the process, setting expectations, because that's the biggest thing. If your expectations are wrong, 
you're full of disappointment and now your divorce is full of anxiety. So setting the right expectations and then laying out exactly what it should look like. I give options, right? Because the judge can throw something in, things can happen, but I give options, but realistic expectations and ranges. So now they leave my office and I will say 90% of the time they are telling me, thank you, Jennifer. I understand. Nobody's explained my finances like this. I didn't know I was going to be okay. I didn't understand how the house worked or the retirement funds work. So just really understanding the emotions of it because I've been there and I've had to make those life changes, but then knowing that their situation is not my situation. I am not going to come in and bulldoze and say, well, I went like this and like the friends tend to do, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to give their story. I listen to them and then really take the emotions down and show them that expectation. So they leave my office and they're smiling again, they're relaxed. And that's the biggest thing that I know I'm making this impact on people because money causes stress no matter what. And in this situation, it's even higher. I would also imagine that for some of your people, I know that this happens with people that I work with too, is sometimes there's shame around money. Like, shouldn't Mm -hmm. I know? Shouldn't I know? Especially when you're well-educated, especially when you're well-compensated, especially when you're an executive handling maybe million-dollar budgets or multi-million-dollar budgets at work, but at Mm -hmm. home you're in in the dark there may be even some shame there. So um, let me yeah. just let me just um, confirm that you do work with people in your office, but you also work with people virtually, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. And of course, since 2020, we have we have gone to the virtual world, but it helps people that have to work and they don't have time to come in or they have little children at home. And I'm able to go in their living room with them. And I'm able to just be there and work through and show them their spreadsheets and show them their information over over Zoom. So yes, definitely virtual. I go to people's houses because that helps quite a bit sometimes. But it's really them understanding, setting the goals, you know, making sure that you're setting goals because I tell people like, hey, if you're in control of this process, if you put your head in the sand and you don't set goals, and it sounds funny, right? Because we didn't have a goal of getting divorced when we got married. But now we have to say, hey, do we want to be the best co-parents we can be? All right. So that's going to get our mindset around what decisions are we making and how are we responding to communication? I end up being a coach a lot of the times as well. And I love that part of it, honestly. Uh, The numbers are numbers, but um, helping people just awake and understand how the process goes and calm is my biggest reward. But Maybe they need, like, I want to make sure my kids go through college. I want to make sure that I'm being the best co-parent. I want to make sure I stay in the house. Mm. So I talk about building the right team. And that's part of it because you have, the lawyer might say, hey, the best thing to do is get rid of this house. I always say that when you plan a wedding, you have the right team. So one of the wish I knew is building a team and setting goals. So you have a whole wedding team planning your wedding. You have the cake person, you have the flowers, you have the priest, you have, you know, the person that's tailoring the dress. You have all these people putting together your wedding. And in a divorce, it's just a lawyer. Well, sometimes we can't see everything, the financial situation, the housing situation. And I always say, I had somebody that said, the lawyer was like, get rid of the house. And I came in, she was not, she was very emotional. She worked, husband left. And I showed her, I said, hey, this is not ideal but this is what it looks like and showing her the options, what her income looks like, what her finances look like, what her budget is and what it looks like. She was closer to retirement, laid it all out and say, Hey, it's more ideal if you sell, but you don't have to. And this is what this option is. 
And I was able to diffuse that between the lawyer and her, communicate to both and kind of come to that conclusion. And she was able to keep her house and we came up with a great option on how to pay out the equity. So just building that right team, this is a huge decision in your life and a lot of of impact. And then setting those goals, you have the realistic expectations and you're taking control. And that last part is just knowing how those decisions impact your future. Because if you know, okay, option A, B, and C, because when we negotiate, never you win or this person wins, it's going to be in the middle somewhere. Some, everybody's going to be happy. You understand, okay, well, I didn't get this. I got this, but I'm still going to be okay. I can still put my kids to college. I can still retire. I can still pay my bills and planning for that future. Mm, beautiful. So do you mostly work with women or do you work with both, both men and women? I work both with men and women, but 80% are women, okay. but I work, I work with men as well. Sometimes I work with the couples together yeah. because sometimes they, you know, they want to save money on the lawyer. They don't want to fight about it, but they need somebody in the middle to really say, okay, this is, this is the numbers we can't change anything, but how, and they care about each other. So we're able to keep the communication open and both sides come out feeling like it's fair. And that that's a huge win because then they could take my my plan, bring it to the lawyer and say, hey, will you write up the paperwork? And that's happened quite a few times. Beautiful. All right. Well, so if there are people on outside of the U.S., they can also access the resources. But you you mm-hmm. do serve people all over the country and you can serve them virtually. And yes. um, so we only have about two minutes left in the last two minutes. Time Maybe. goes by fast. Yes, can I ask you does. a question? Yes. Go okay, ahead. I'm going to flip this. I would love to know, because I think you can always learn from experience that your first divorce, I think would be the best example. What do you wish you would have known? Give me two things that you say, gosh, dang, I wish I would have known this. Well, I think I wish I would have known that I did not have to do it all by myself and that my lawyer did not have all the answers. Like I just had, I pedestaled the lawyer because I didn't know. I didn't know any better. So I I wish I had known there had been, you know, maybe there were some certified divorce financial analysts back then. I was also the primary breadwinner. I I made more money. And so I was just so eager to shed that I likely made mistakes financially that it is what it is at this point. But yeah, I wish I had known then that I didn't have to do it by myself and that I could have a team in place. And uh, let me also just say to the ladies who are listening, who are going through divorce to like Jennifer said about the wedding, right? The wedding, you have a team of people planning the celebration. Make sure you have a divorce party. Oh, I <laughs> Plan agree. that into the finances, right? <laughs> I, think I that agree. Was the best part of my divorce from my first husband was the divorce party. All right. Well, Jennifer, it is time. We have to go. Unfortunately, I know we could spend a lot of time talking. It's been lovely having you on the show. Thank you Um, so much. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. We want to say to you listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. 
Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.